This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your presence and for your spirit. Lord, I do ask that you will speak to us today, and uh, and I do ask for just a confidence that can come only from you. Let us become yours, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, this is the last sermon in our selfie series. Several people were like, ooh, the last sermon in the series, I can't wait. And I was like, is, is that good or bad? <laughs> amen. Uh, were some of you glad it was over, or are just glad we're getting there? But... Uh, I am so thankful to get to bring you a message uh, called God Liked My Post today. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 18 reads like this. Now I want you to notice very carefully what happens here. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. So they were just at normal life, okay? And Jesus called unto them and said these words, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. I want you to notice that. Come, do what? Follow me. And they left their nets and at once and followed him. Very important. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called to them to come too. So we have Peter and Andrew, now James and John, the most prominent apostles of all. And he calls them and he said, come also. And they immediately, notice this, followed him. Here's the key. Leaving the boat and their father behind. Verse 25, large crowds followed him wherever he went. Now, I did not make this point earlier, but I want you to get it very clearly now. Peter and Andrew left their nets. John and James, what we see here, they left their father. They left something behind that they had to leave behind so they could follow him. We all have something in our lives that we have to leave behind if we're going to follow Christ. We all carry burdens and sins and struggles that we know we should not carry because we end up we're trying to juggle faith along with our failure and you cannot successfully juggle faith and failure at the same time. So there are some things you're going to have to leave behind. A large crowd followed him wherever he went, but we do not see that they left everything behind. Now, we've been talking for the last several weeks here about uh, social media and its effects upon our lives. 
As we come to this conclusion, when the Lord gave me this, this, this passage, I thought it'd be the shortest sermon of all. Last service, it didn't go that well. Uh-oh. Maybe we can get there quicker in this service. It didn't go that well, but at the same time, what we find is this. We find that God has been speaking to us through a new parameter in our world, this social media virtual world, and how it relates to our physical realm. Now, in the virtual social media world, it has become possible, notice this, it has become possible to follow someone without following them. You can like them, engage as a follower, but never really know they're there. I made a fatal mistake to someone this week. Someone, when I said, I'd like to get to know you more. Why don't you uh, friend me uh, on uh, Facebook? And they said, Pastor, we've been friends for a long time. Awesome. That's great. So in order to understand what I mean by how do I follow without following, let me define follower for you by the original intent and now the social media driven definition. The definition in the original for follower is an ardent or devotee of a particular person, cause, or activity. So in other words, you can tell who you follow. Some of you yesterday, there was no question who you follow. You got up yesterday morning. You found the shirt you haven't worn since last August, September, October, November, December. Depends on how far you got. Come on now. And you put on your team's shirt because that's who you follow. Now, we had already played on Thursday evening for my team, but I just didn't want to be left out so and didn't want anybody to question who I followed, so I put my shirt on also. I was out and about. I said to someone they had on this particular shirt. I, I was talking with them. I said to them, I said, uh, 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 what about so-and-so and so-and-so on your team? And they kind of went blank. And I went, well, you've got the team shirt on. And they said, oh, I really don't watch the, the football. I just like the shirt. I think we're getting closer to my point. You know, it's sort of like I went to my first, a few years back, I went to my first monster truck rally. Anybody ever been to a monster truck rally? <laughs> I'm looking around and I, I, I look around and everybody I see is in camo. I'm looking around the room and I'm like, I have never seen so much camo in my life. And <laughs> I thought, Lord, where am I? And then something reminded me I had on this particular hoodie that I like. It's a Under Armour hoodie and the Under Armour emblem is full camo. And I said, Don, you are one of them. Come on now. Amen. You see, I maybe don't understand the names of the different drivers and the different things, but I was in engaged in the environment and did look somewhat similar, but it's possible to be engaged in the environment, look similar, but not be a part. It's sort of like a wrestler. You have a fan of wrestling. I'm telling you, they are either a follower or they're just following, but most of them are followers. I mean, if you... <laughs> You show up to their house and they're ready to watch the, the match on Monday nights and they've got the, a grown man my size has his tights on and something over his head. Come on. Something's not right with this picture. Come on. But at the same time, 
He's an ardent follower. It ha- Watch this. It has controlled how he prepares himself to be involved. When Peter and Andrew, James and John left their nets behind, they left behind what would keep them from preparing themselves to be involved in the life of Christ. But yet, I fear that many of the other crowd did not leave their nets behind because they became more like our modern day followers. The social media definition of follower is this, someone who is tracking a particular person, group or organization on a social media website or application. So in other words, I'm keeping up with you, but I'm really not a part of you. I, I, I know where you are and I know what you're doing. And, and if you're doing something I like, I might show up, but, but, but I'm, I'm not really engaged on the level that, that, that I, I mean, I'm not, I hadn't bought the t-shirt yet. I haven't made the changes to my life yet because you know what? I like the concept, but I'm not sure if I'm willing to make the change yet. And so I have to find myself in a position to where I have to decide, am I a follower or am I a follower? What I mean by that, just like today, many of those who were following Jesus around were not living out his teachings. They were just there to see what he was up to. They just wanted to see what he was going to do. They were just watching from the peripheral. They were watching from from the outer realms of, of where they were. And yet Jesus says, I don't want you to watch me from the peripheral of where of, of, of your life. I want you to follow me. I want you to get in my footsteps. I want you to obey my commands and I want you to follow me. You see, we live in an age where we can friend people who, who we don't know so that we will have more followers and more to follow. And the problem with it is this. Before long, we end up measuring our lives by how many followers we have. We want to believe we're more than just the total number of likes that we receive on a post because we somehow want to add value to our life. We're trying to add value to our life in a way that doesn't add value to our lives. If you want to add value before you can receive value, you must add value. So you're going to have to become part of something and engage on a deeper level before you can receive value from that. The devil will tell you that nobody notices when you're not in God's house, but people do notice when you're not in God's house. But you let yourself begin to add value into the experience of what God is doing here, creating the atmosphere, serving in an area. And and, and the more value you add, the more value you will find that you receive. Preaching truth to you. You see... Here's what God has taught me. We can't follow God and be led by the culture of the world. You could be just watching from the outer realms, but you can't follow the commands of Christ and try to keep up with the culture of this world also. You're going to have to draw some lines. You're going to have to make up your mind. You're going to have to settle some things in your relationships. You're going to have to settle some things in who you are. You're going to have to settle, who am I going to be? Am I going to be someone who says, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Or am I going to be someone who says, I may not like the way I have to go, but I'm a Christian and I'm following Jesus through this. This is truth. It's truth. You see, following Jesus is not a fad. It's a faith walk. But here's the problem. The, most of us want to focus more on ourselves than we do on following Christ. And the more we focus on ourselves, the less satisfied we feel. The more we consume with the things of this earth, the emptier we feel. The reason? 
We were created for more, way more. So what would happen if, if, if somehow we felt like we finally found the secret sauce and we did something right? Matter of fact, you know that little part on when you post something on social media and it shows who just liked your post and it says, you know, Christian just liked your post. And then you're like, oh, thanks, Christian. I appreciate the support. You know, could you imagine if a name showed up right there and, and this name, are you ready for this? Right in the middle of, 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 of the boom, God just liked your post. Whoo, God liked my post. Can I tell you what I would do if God liked my post? I would grab a screenshot immediately. Because I would never want to forget that I did something or I said something that pleased Him. That, that He showed everybody, I'm happy. I'm pleased with what you just did. I'd be like, God liked my post. Everybody, look, 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 God. I promise you I would preach a sermon about it. Why? Because I would feel that finally there was some validation there. And most of us are like, God, I don't even know if you like me at all. The truth is, He loves you and He went all the way to a cross to die for you. Yet we're wanting to know, is He pleased with where I am? Here you must understand, most of us will never get to the point that we really think God likes us we're having enough trouble with the fact that He loves us because we're more focused on gaining the attention of the world than God. Matthew 16, 26 says it this way. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? This, I can guarantee you this. I've talked with enough people. I've been in enough situations with people that have been blessed beyond measure and I can guarantee you this one thing, when you feel like you've attained everything, you will only want more. Sort of like technology. Your achievements are outdated overnight. Somebody does it better. When the man who ran the fastest mile broke that eight-minute mile, we thought it could never be done. And now that is the thing that is way below subpar. Because with every new accomplishment, someone comes along to take away the validation of the accomplishment. Why? If we were not created for the validation of this world, we were created for the joy of eternity. You see, there's nothing on earth that will satisfy your spiritual longing. Nothing that will satisfy what you feel inside. There is nothing outside of Christ that can fill the void in our lives. I want you to get this. This is important. People spend their whole life trying to figure out how can I... Find the missing piece when we're told in Romans chapter 12, verse number one, we're told what the missing piece is. It, it, it says it like this in the King James, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And the problem is we don't get what that means. What he really says is this. He said, passionately live in such a way that pleases God because that's the only thing that will satisfy. If you'll find a way to get God to like what you're doing, you'll find satisfaction. And Pastor Don, what do you mean by that? I can tell you of assurance when you're doing what you know God created you to do, you're going to understand that God is what your soul longs for most. And because you're longing for God, you're going to realize that God is pleased with where you are. You see, we post about what we're doing. And if people like what we're doing, then they, then they like it. They don't, then we get a negative comment and a fight starts on our blog. But in order for God to like our posts then, we better become engaged in a pursuit 
that God has created us for. If we want God to like our post, we better surrender our lives to Christ. If we want God to like our post, we better start following Christ and follow the life choices that He has given us because many of us, we know that what we're doing doesn't please Christ. As a matter of fact, I have to make up my mind, do I get what I want or do I follow Jesus? But what I want is what I want, but what I need to do is to follow Jesus and I'm torn between the two. But if I want God to like what I do, then I have to make up my mind to follow Jesus no matter what. Pastor Don, I... I feel justified. I don't care how justified you feel. We are justified by one thing, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. And the only way you're going to get there is following Christ. You have to engage in pointing others to Christ if you want God to like your post. You must become willing to lay down your life in the service of others. What would happen? Listen to me. What would happen if God liked your post? Can I tell you the truth? We would spend the rest of our lives pursuing another like. Just give me another glimpse. Just give me another attaboy. Just give me another keep going. We spend the rest of our lives telling others, oh, God liked my post, and I'm hoping for another. The thing is, God has been liking your post. You just don't know how he talks. And I had to ask myself this question. How does God show his pleasure? How does God show us pleasure? I know that the word says this is pleasing unto God, but how does God show us pleasure? When I searched throughout the word, I could, I found out this is pleasing unto the Lord. This is pleasing unto the Lord. This is, but God, how do I know it pleases you? And I found one common thread anywhere in scripture that we can know how God is happy. Are you ready for this? Every time that God was pleased, every time that God was extremely pleased, we find it in the very beginning and we find it all the way through. Listen to what the Word says. The Word says that after God had finished whatever He was creating, that He stopped, He looked at it, and He said, it's good. I don't know how He said that. I don't know why I had a Godfather sound start in my head as I said, it's good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's good. It's good. You don't remember? His son goes into the water. And as his son gets into the water and is baptized, the heavens open and the voice of God declares, that's my boy, the one that I love. In him I am well pleased. He declares it. He goes on the top of a mountain. He's transfigured. And the heavens are repealed. And what does he declare? That's him. That's the one that pleases me right there. Every time that God is pleased, God makes a declaration. God makes a declaration. Jeffrey, would you help me here for just a moment? Come up here. Just just Don't say just say amen. Come here and help me. Stand right here. Now, there's one other place that God makes a declaration, and it's not verbally. How many of you know you communicate a lot without words? (laughs) You don't live on my life if you don't understand that. (laughs) All right. The other day, I'm talking to a young man. I show up, and it's not Jeffrey, but he's just helping me as an example. And he he was in going through hell, literally. He, he every his world had just imploded upon him, and everything someone that had tried to destroy him had told him was going to happen to him was happening to him. And he was broken, and the Holy Spirit put me in his path. And so, you know what? I just started doing for him to him. I started preaching to him, preaching the word. Preaching the word. And so I'm like, well, I mean, I have a license for that. It's okay, right? And so I'm just preaching the word, and he's not getting a lick of it. He's not hearing anything, I'm saying. 
So this is what I did. See, the Bible says that when Stephen died, that, that Jesus did what? You may remember? He stood up. He made a declaration by standing. So here's what I said to the guy. He's kind of beaten and broken. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, he said, what are you doing, pastor? I said, I'm telling you something. I'm right here. I'm right here on your bad day. I'm going to be right here on your good day. I'm going to be right here if they crucify you publicly in the community, and I'm going to be right here if they don't. Nothing's going to change the fact that I'm right here. And you see, my, my standing made a statement. You see, some of you go, well, God doesn't talk to me. Well, when you're not, when you haven't learned to listen yet, then you need to realize he's standing right there. In your failures, he doesn't leave you. In your good days and your bad days, he's not gone. He's standing. He's right behind you when the enemy thinks, I'm going to whip you. And God steps up behind you and goes, really? He's standing. But he's also declaring. The Bible says deep calls to deep. There's a peace that can come into your spirit that can only be found when you know who Christ is. When we please God, we will find pleasure ourselves. So here I want you to understand this today. Jesus is what we're searching for. Jesus is our joy and contentment. Jesus is everything that matters in this life. When Christ is all you have, you will realize Christ is all you need. And when you realize this, according to Matthew 6 and 1, you'll, the likes of men will lose their appeal. The word says, watch out, don't do your good deeds publicly so that others can like them or admire them then you will lose the pleasure or reward that you receive from your Father in heaven. I'm not here to please man. I'm here to honor him. On your good days and your bad days, keep standing. And when you don't know what else to do, follow Jesus. Pastor Don, I don't know. No, no, no. The word says do good. Forgive. Bring, offer great. I mean, whatever it is. He said, Pastor Don, that's not easy. Well, he said it this way. You got to take up your cross and follow me. Interesting. Following him may not be the easiest thing, but it is the most rewarding. Bow your heads. How many would say to, with me today, I want to follow Jesus with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind? Can I see your hand? Your hands all over this place. God, we fail so many times. We take back the reins of our lives. As the song said, we simply go through the motions. We watch from the sidelines when you have engaged us to wear the shirt. To put on the robe of righteousness. So that no one will wonder. 
what we are a part of. But so that every action we use and everything that we do will bring glory and honor to your name. This day, forgive us for how we have walked our own paths and equip us to follow Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I, I would love to follow Jesus, but I've never, never known how to start. This is where you start. The Bible says that you confess your sins to Christ and to Him alone. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Scripture. You confess your sins to Jesus. Jesus then will forgive you, and you will be born again, sealed by the presence of God all eternity to be his child and for him to be your father. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I'm ready. I'm ready to start following Jesus. Today's the day, whether either you're going to give your life to Christ or you may be rededicating your life to Jesus Christ, but this is it. This is the moment. Today, I began a faith walk following Christ. If that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. I want you to get it up quickly. I'm not going to call you out, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who will join with these four? Are there others? This is it. This is your day. Thank you. All right, I want you to take the hand of somebody near you now. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Now listen, for those of you that are going to be praying that prayer with me for the very first time, this is what God has called you to, to begin a new life in Christ. You can't fix your old life, so he's going to give you a new one right now. We're going to all pray with you collectively. Let's lift our voices. Jesus, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And today, I turn to follow you. In Jesus' name, I give you my past, my present, and my future. Father, forgive me. And now I receive your grace. This is a gift bought by the grace of Jesus Christ. And now I declare from this moment forward, God is my father. Heaven is my home. And Jesus is my savior. Father, I thank you that as these have prayed this prayer for the very first time, many of them, Lord, that your grace covers them now and your spirit now does a work inside of them as the old man that they could not shake off is washed away and they become new by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for what you have done and you are going to do in them and through them. And we celebrate today in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise like he deserves today. Amen. Amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.